yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man, I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. Yeah, I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, she's half. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Ville, he know what he be talking about. Mike and Charles, they know what they be talking about. They compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they won a loss. Yeah, and who's the ball? ball? So listen to Professor Yessa and pay attention cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Welcome to episode 238 of Inside the HBC Sports Lab radio show and podcast. With the show is covering the sporting HBCU diets for all things HBCU sports, institutions large and small from the NAIA to the NCAA. We share insights and information on HBCU sports culture in the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, along with my co-host, Today, we have again in the studio, A.D. Drew, Professor Drew, and Charles Bishop, Professor Bishop. We're filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to our KCH 430 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, Ralph Cooper, in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. Gentlemen, Charles, how you doing today? Doing well, Doc. A lot of great basketball this past weekend, some a lively gymnasium, a lot of news to get to today. So it's been a good day. Yeah, it's good to have y'all. You had a little bit of that FAMU Jackson State. We figured what was going to happen on the women's side. Maybe not so much on the men's side. It's a little interesting. With all that being said, Professor Drew, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, my brother. Uh I don't know about the weather in the Houston area, but I'm glad here in South Georgia that the weather has broken this uh, this week. Uh, we finally got a weekend where it was above 50 degrees. Uh, you know, it seems like every weekend since we've come into this year, it's been cold, wet, whatever. So I'm glad that the weather broke and hopefully it is here. Well, we know we got one more a cold spell coming, but I'm hoping it's here to pretty much stay, Doc, as we get ready to get into the final stretch of basketball. Well, you know, it's the South. We run out of cold weather in March, so, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I do like that, and I'm glad March is around the corner, speaking of running out of that cold weather. I'm not the biggest guy in terms of the cold weather, even though I know I'm a little ice cold myself. But that's a different thing. Understand that a little bit. See, y'all wasn't even going there with that reference, but you you had to throw it in there, man. I had to throw it in there. Oh, you gave it to me on the silver platter. I threw that. That that, that was a softball. That that was a twelve to six softball uh, pitch right there. Yes, indeed. I appreciate you lobbing that up there. Speaking of softball and baseball, it's getting underway. I saw with FAMU. Uh, got a victory, uh, had uh, three out of four there, but they snuck out a victory. And some other teams are playing in there. So Bethune-Cookman representing the Swagwell got a softball victory as well. So we got some baseball coming around the corner. Should be interesting. A couple of matches coming up there. And then, as you know, champion, HBCU champion, 
uh, is coming up in terms of small division. We're moving forward in terms of developing what that will look like. So we'll have more news in the interview uh, before too long to give you some really up-to-date news out there. And I know you kind of snuck that out there last week. I appreciate you doing getting that information out there for the people. Before I go back to you all and get some news of the day in this first quarter, if you would, I want to give a shout out. Let me start out with the listeners up here joining us today. Got Lawrence D. White. George Suggs is in the building. Uh, Lawrence says uh, uh, from Big D on the line as he's checking out. He might sure that everybody knows he's representing Prairie View A&M. So he says PVMU, go Panthers. Uh, Willie Alex Hine, Kate Johnson, is she always in here supporting us, getting us going? Uh, Chuck Hunt, Noel Price is present, checking him off the roll as he's ready to go. He says evening lab and from professors as we continue to get it done. Juan C. Hill, what's up, Doc? I'm good, I'm good. Chad Cooper, good evening. From Baton Rouge, he's in the building. Say great news, Fish University creating a gymnastics program. That is exciting news out there. I see you stuck in there. Grandma State having NASCAR with the G on it in the race. That's pretty nice when you look at that car. Uh, that is Great marketing in turn, what that looks like. No doubt about it. Who else we got in here before we get to you? G-Boom Holly says, good evening, lab. Rats. Oh, man. He said, we're going to experiment today. <laughs> Howdy. Howdy is in Aggie land. Howdy. I see Karen Griffin. I'm here in the lab. Gerald Wayne Joseph. That's brother Joseph. Great show as always. Appreciate you. We plan to make it great for everybody. Chuck Hump to get out here with these numbers. You know, this is the business sport. He says Hugh Jackson is reportedly getting $1.6 million contract as Grambling head football coach. It has to be approved by the board, $400,000. I knew about the $400,000, and I thought it was going to be um, four, I mean, four years, so $1.6 million. I expect that it will get approved in terms of the range, which is fascinating. I, I know HBC Sports got that news out there. <laughs> Jamie Walker says, good evening from Atlanta. Hashtag Aggie Pride. Noel no Price is I'm a female. You said he did. I say he, I'm sorry, Noel. Certainly no disrespect there, Madam Price. We'll do it like that. BJ Jones says, "What's up?" Oh, we got BJ Jones in the building. Oh my goodness, it's gonna be on and popping now. With that being said, let me get back to you, Charles. What news do you want to talk about today? What do you got on your mind? Well, I, I think you stole the thunder a little bit. We, we got some contract news. I, I think uh, it's reported that Hugh Jackson has been uh, getting, is going to be getting $1.6 million from Grambling uh, over four years. It has to be approved by the um, uh, University of Louisiana uh, board. So, very interesting uh, with regards to Hugh Jackson and Grambling. Gee, man, they're doing it big, 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 big. Yeah, they decided they're going to get back in the football business and they decided to go all in. But if you think about it, that's not too far off the pace what they were paving the previous coach over 350000 when you added everything in. Obviously, that was after you won a Black College National Champion, had a lot of success. Uh, then you think about just the price going up. Uh, you have several coaches in the 300 them. People may have forgotten. And when the deal came out and the numbers came out in terms of Tennessee State's Eddie George, he was making 400000 And obviously, uh, Coach Hugh Jackson was the offensive coordinator, so he had some ideas of what that looks like and probably came to the table thinking that's uh, the rate of the business going on. 
right. for the court. So it doesn't surprise you too much there, but that is a fascinating uh, when my understanding, when you look at Prairie View, they might have went in the other direction in terms of what they decided to pay a head coach. So it's going to be fascinating to see how this turns and how people decide to go about the business. Obviously, if he gets it going, the return on the business is going to be there. Question I have is Dion's eyes lighting up. You know, what does that mean for Jackson State over there? Not to say that they don't have the ability to pay the money, nor right now the terms in the return on investment, they probably would take that in the – you know, hiccup if it was just just four hundred thousand. <laughs> like, oh yeah, we'll figure that out. We'll figure it out. That's that's the deal. That's all you need. Cool. <laughs> Let's keep it rolling. All right, uh, Professor Drew, what do you what do you think, Joe? Oh well, I, I think they're gonna pass the plate around the church one more time. You know, we got the building fund, <laughs> we got the Sunday school fund, we got whatever fund we you need to call it. We gonna just call it the Coach Prime Fund. Uh, but before I get into uh, my news of the day, I want to shout out uh, y'all, your co-host, the person who's share. I'm keeping warm today. Uh, Mike Washington uh, being recognized by his company as part of uh, Black History Month or Kima. I uh, hope and I hope I said that uh, correctly, but uh, and this is a quote from Mike: "I am proud that our team has celebrated Black History Month as well as the various cultures in our society." And that was a quote from Michael Washington, Director of Industrial Safety America. So, uh, Mike, I, uh, just let me keep your your head your seat warm. I I can I can I can do good math. But I can't do that engineering stuff that you do, my brother. So uh, I, I'm going to let you have that portion of it. Just give me an economic equation, and I might be able to help you out there, my brother. But you keep the rest of that stuff to yourself. <laughs> but, uh, no, congratulations there, though, Mike. Uh, seriously. No doubt. Congrats. Congrats. Yeah, congrats, Mike. You know, I, I, I purposely didn't do my own assignment as we normally do because uh, I was hoping you shot that out. But I, I can't tease him. I guess he actually is doing real work. Uh, when we feed uh, that on the table. So kudos to Mike. I did yeah. get to talk to him a little earlier. He is traveling, continue to take care of us. Uh, uh, so uh, good point. And I'm glad you put that out there. Charles, yeah. back to you, Professor Bishop. What you got? Yeah, let's take a look at this. This comes to us from HBCU Game Day. Jackson State Science Ashley Robinson to an extension. Jackson State University President Thomas K. Hudson announced a contract extension of Vice President and Athletic Director Ashley Robinson through 2026, and this is a, a quote from uh, President Hudson. Ashley Robinson has been a tremendous asset to Jackson State University and his innovative ideas and vision for the division of athletics aligns with our plans to elevate the student-athlete experience. I look forward to working with him for many more seasons to come. So a quick quote from Ashley here. Uh, it's always been a dream of mine to return to my hometown and invest in the city. They gave so much to me. It's been an honor to do important work at Jackson State University. I'd like to thank President Hudson for his leadership and thank you to the many Jackson State alumni and fans that support our program and our students throughout the year. So huge kudos to my guy, Ashley Robinson, uh, for the contract extension through 2026. Man, I guess I can put my checkbook back in my pocket. Tempo. Close, <laughs> man. I need to call him, though. Yeah, I think he owed me some funds. I need to go and reinvest since he, he got the new deal. I thought people were upset with him, wanted to run him out. I guess, you know, some of the folks. Maybe that was the Tennessee State folks. My fault. My fault. Wrong, wrong state. Wrong state. <laughs> Oh, Professor, Drew, Professor Drew, you, you got some thoughts? 
No, congratulations, brother. Brother, go get that change, man. Go get that change. But, uh, you know, it is coming up at the end of a basketball season. And there's nothing like the CIAA basketball tournament. And probably ironic timing or probably playing timing with this. But the CIAA reaches a multi-year agreement with Coca-Cola to renew corporate partnership. Uh, Coca-Cola announced a multi-year partnership with uh, the CIAA. This agreement extends Coca-Cola commitment as the official beverage partner of the CIAA and preserves a relationship that has existed for over, here's the number, y'all, 50 years, making it one of the, uh, making it one of the conference's longest-running partnerships. Statement from CIAA Commissioner Jackie McWilliams. We are thrilled to continue our partnership with Coca-Cola Company, a partnership that extends over 50 years. As one of our longest-running partnerships, the Coca-Cola Company has made a commitment annually to provide access and opportunity to our conference, conference member institutions, student-athletes, and the HBCU community through scholarships, career opportunities, and the overall enhancement of our championship uh, experience. So, uh, you know, that, that's, that's just good news, great timing on the cusp of the CIAA tournament as CIAA enters the last week of a uh, basketball competition. Man, big news, big news. 50 years, significant, significant. When we talk about that, though, I want to go a little bit off the radar and just get your thoughts on this before we go on this first break. Also is out there talking about Art Browns, reported close to joining Grammar staff for HBCU game day. Any thoughts, starting with you, Charles, in terms of this move? Some people would see it as controversy. Others would say that, you know, folks need an opportunity. Um, so it's interesting to see that this is even on the table. Obviously, in terms of his coaching ability, coming from the high school, getting all the way to Baylor and what he's been able to achieve at that level, no ease uh, significant in terms of what he can do x and o's what are your general thoughts in terms of this maybe being a possibility charles i mean there's no doubt about it uh from an x and o standpoint uh he's been one of the best to do it especially when you take a look at uh the way he resurrected that baylor program uh but there are some ethical considerations uh, that you have to uh look at with the hiring of our browser uh, uh there were some uh very noticeable things that went on under um his nose, if you will, at Baylor that I think you can't overlook. Uh, so it, it just depends on um, where you kind of fall uh, on, in regards to, uh, we, we want to see Grandma get back in the business of, you know, being Grandma football, but at what cost? And I think that's um, concerning at least, but there, there's no doubting his, his, his football acumen. He's one of the best in the business. And uh, for them to bring him into Grambling, uh, that's a, a huge coup. Uh, not only for the Grambling football program, but uh, raising up the bar, if you will, in terms of coaching in the swag and drill. Man, you sound like it's a done deal. What you know, Charles? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Professor Drew, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, kind of along the same lines as Charles, but I'm going to throw a different spin on it. First of all, there are certain programs when it comes to HBCU college football that have to be good for the entire HBCU sport of football to be good and grambling is one of those programs that needs to be good and competitive so going out and getting a talent like him definitely helps raise and elevate gets grambling back to that competitive uh nature but 
there, there are those concerns. But what what is what are HBCUs model? We are that school, the, the, that second chance school, that school that gives people the opportunity to go to school who would not otherwise have the opportunity to go to school, you know, because we we have different admission standards. I won't say lower, I won't say anything, but we have different, we, we take those students, those marginal students and turn them into young men or young ladies. So why not continue with that HBCU mindset and take this coach who may have d- done some things that he may not be proud of and give him an opportunity to write himself and to go on and better himself and better that university at the same time. Plus, Mayo put up that uh that Texas market for a Grambling also, which you know football in in the state of Texas. Anytime you get some talent out of Texas, it's gonna be good for your program. Yeah, you talk about Grambling in Dallas area; they live in Texas. But Grambling going further. You could talk about going further in Texas. To your point, yeah, uh, particularly when you get into some of those uh, smaller cities where there's hidden talent in there, that could East be Texas. scary if you fighting yeah. a, playing against Grambling. It'll be fascinating. Some of the comments that are coming in here, some folks obviously are talking about their concerns about it. It'll be interesting to see what level that comes to ultimately. Um, what's going to be fascinating to me is, from my perspective, I would guess they probably leaked this out there. You know, we talked about leaks last week. I'm sure they leaked this out there to see, you know, what way people would move before they made the move. So I wanted to be clear here. He has not been hired yet. And, um, in terms of that and remain seen if he will be hired. Uh, but it'll be fascinating to me is that you haven't really heard anything mainstream, but if it comes official, it'd be fascinating to see where it goes in terms of what we often call the mainstream media, uh, how late they get in the game and what direction they will take it or if they would. And so that is kind of the dynamics that's fascinating to me to see what the outside frameworks often will say about this, um, which is huge, along with what people are saying in general here. So fascinating. With that, let's get into our first break. We'll be back in the second quarter. Today, I'm going to give you the poll. I've been working on the poll, but I've been saving it week seven. So I've been keeping up with it. We just haven't put it on the show. It's time to broadcast the top 10 poll rankings. Uh, Men's and women, when I say 10, it's actually top five for men, top five for women so 10 teams are in the top five and we'll get a chance to tell you what those after this break and then we'll get into some action see what your thoughts were in terms of the basketball this week before we move on to next week with that we'll be right back after this break support the black college sports network so we can continue to provide you coverage go to myjbn.com slash support and be a part of the black college sports tell everybody they can follow their dreams oh that spin class was brutal well you can try using the buick's massaging seat oh yeah that's nice can i use apple carplay to put some music on sure it's wireless pick something we all like okay hold on what's your buick's wi-fi password buick envision 2021 oh you should pick something stronger that's really predictable that's a really tight spot don't worry i used to hate parallel parking me too hey really outdid yourself yes we did the all-new buick envision an suv built around you all of you let's get back to getting ticks instead of watching flicks before we can safely get out there we need the facts on covid19 vaccines 
Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your crew. Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working. <laughs> never not working. Never ever not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield, never not working. The top HBCU programs in the nation come to Montgomery, Alabama's Riverwalk Stadium this May 11th through 14th for the Black College World Series. The best black college baseball teams in the NCAA Division II and the NAIA will battle for black baseball's ultimate prize. Games will be streamed live at www.mybcsn.net. Tickets are available now online at www.blackcollegechampionships.com. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah, and who the ball, So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. On the show now is Professor Drew and Professor Bishop. Let's get into my top five rankings. I'm going to tell you those are the receiving votes. Talk about those that dropped out and get into the top five. This is week number seven. Yes, I know I hadn't given you these updates in a while, but it's time for y'all to understand what's going on. We're past the midterm mark. Y'all gave the grades a couple of weeks ago. Now it's time to see who is the best of the best week in and week out. Texas Southern Tigers, this is the women that we're going with now. Texas Southern Tigers, 8-12, and 8-5. and five. They kind of played some good basketball. They have 11 points behind that Prairie Vian and Panthers. Buried them for dead for a while, but they've kind of rebounded. 11-13, 8-5, and, 13, eight and five, 14 points. They have Alabama State Hornets, 10-12, and 9-4 with 19 points. North Carolina A&T Aggies, 12-12, and 12, 9-5. And they've rebounded and have a nice little run over the last couple of games. Dropping out. This week, the Southern Jaguars, 10 and 14, 8 and 5. They're rolling, but they've lost two straight, three of the last four, five games. So they've kind of hit a bump in the road after they were soaring early in the season. Bring us to the top five. Told you Southern dropped out, so who jumped in? It actually comes in at number five, Morgan State Bears, 12 and 6, 6 and 2, 57 points. They were not ranked. Bring us to number four, Coppin State Eagles, 13 and 9, 7 and 2. They were previous ranked three last week, so they do drop as they split this weekend. Six, nine points, bringing us to number three, Howard Bison. Uh, Bison women are rolling uh, over a stretch, uh, winning several games. They're 13 and eight, seven and two, eight and 81 points. Previous ranked four, so they drop, jump up a spot. Bring us to number two, Norfolk State Spartans sit at 12 and eight, eight and one in conference play, 83 points. Uh, sitting at the two spot, as you know, they continue to sit there. Number one, uh, Jackson State Tigers continue the number one ranking dominance in week number seven. Jackson State Tigers are 15 and 6, 13 and 0, 10 first place votes. Uh, Professor Drew and Brian did a phenomenal job on the show on Sunday. They talked about just how dominant it was. They didn't just look at this year, they went back and talked about how many games they've won, how far back they've won, and just how dominant they've been. And when you consider that, uh, this is a really a nice stretch uh, in terms of that. I'm going to stick with Professor Drew since they kind of put in some of those numbers and let him maybe add some of that. More than that, I want to get his thoughts on the pro 
on the poll, and then we'll go to Charles, see what he thought thinks as well. The word we used on the show on Sunday was Yukon-esque. What mm. Jackson State has done in the Rogan uh, Williams era is kind of rival to what UConn has done in their various conferences. Uh, and I believe the number is three, Charles. They've lost three conference games since they have become a duo there at Jackson State. Uh, this is their third year at Jackson State together. So three conference games in three years is pretty doggone good, you know. Uh, I obviously, say. obviously, they are the – Hands down, the number one team. That is a unanimous number one team in anybody's HBCU polls when it comes to uh, when it comes to the women. So the biggest question that you that you have for Jackson State this year is can they go and O and sweep through not only the regular season but the tournament, which would put them with a twenty one game winning streak going into the NCAA's if they were to uh, sweep both the. Uh, regular season and the tournament. So uh, that set, but get into the poll doc, we, we, the BCSN computer rankings. And I think your, your poll went through yesterday. Our computer rankings went through Sunday. So they do not take into account uh, Monday night's games. We had Jackson state one, Coppin two, Howard three, Norfolk four, Morgan five, and our only team that we had in the hunt was uh, North Carolina A&T. So that was our – so we had the same top five as you, Doc. We just had it in a different order. But I think our first out was different than your first out. But given Monday night's results, Doc, I kind of see – I kind of agree with your polls, though. Let me, let me, ask, like let me ask this Go question, ahead, Sean. So how does uh, A&T 9 and 5 compare – to the Coppin, Howard, and Norfolk states uh, in terms of the basketball that they're playing in the Big South now versus uh, what we see in the MEAC. I mean, in terms of a, um, a, a power ranking, if you will, between the two conferences. Honestly, Charles, from what I've seen, the Big South is really not, on the women's side, is not that much higher than the MEAC as far as a conference rating. Uh, and the one thing you have to keep in mind with those other four teams, Coffin, Howard, Norfolk, and Morgan, outside their proximity, they've all beat up on each other. They've mm-hmm. taken care of their business against everyone else in the MEAC, but th- that th- those ones and twos that you see in that second column of all those teams are to each other. So, which shows the parity among those top teams you know the only other team in the MEAC who's really above 500 and doing anything is South Carolina State and you know they I I, I don't see South Carolina State being able to challenge either one of these teams when it's all said and done sure um to your point and when you took stop and take a look at uh the Misha Williams holiday and Deja Rogan era at Jackson State it'll, it'll go down to something legendary and now I think I've seen this team tested in every way they could be tested. They, uh, Southern game, I think that game was close uh, in the fourth quarter. And, you know, you saw that resilience. You saw the Moxie, they, they played uh, heady basketball down the stretch and they were able to uh, take what was a close game and turn it into 
uh, a, a six to eight point spread. And I think that was sort of the margin of victory in that game. So I, I've seen, you know, Jackson State take teams best punches and they're still coming out ahead, uh, uh, you know, in some sometimes by double digit points. Uh, I think this past, you know, Monday, I, I you know, watched that game and was uh, taking a look at it. And I think Coach Reed said it today. Uh, that they didn't have the energy that, that she expects for them to have, but they still won by 20 points. So, uh, you know, it's they're going to be a, a very tough out, I think, in the SWAC tournament. I, I think their heads and tails um, between they and the, maybe the second, third place team in the SWAC. But, you know, the question becomes now, if they take care of business in the SWAC tournament, can they, can they get to the NCAA um, um can they get to the tournament and win a game, uh, which will be very interesting because I think they have the rebounding uh, acumen. And what I've always been curious about with this team is, you know, is that the, the guard play, Deja Rogan, can they hit down, knock down some three-pointers, you know, where they can sustain runs and things of that nature. So I, I think I, I, I see that a little bit more now with this team. And I do think that they can actually get into the tournament and, and probably get, get one in. In, in order for them to do that, Charles, in my opinion, they've got to get to a 14 or higher as far as the seed. Sure. You sure. know, if, if they put them as a 15 or a 16 seed, yeah, that's they too put tough. the right. uh, HBCU teams, then no, I can't see them realistically winning a game. But if they get to a 14 or even a 13 seed, those are those teams that you see pull those sure. upsets, those day one upsets, you know. And who knows if they – they get to a 14, get that day one upset, which won't be an upset for us, but it will be an upset for them. And whoever that matchup that they get day two, if there's another lower seed that happens to win also on day one, you know, we could possibly mm. see a sweet 16 team out of Jackson State with the, with the right seed and the right uh, events happening in the NCAA tournament. So the question becomes, do you think the SWAC will have enough respect or this Jackson State team will have enough respect to get a 14 seed? The only thing that I see that's going to hold them back, and I'll and I, uh, close it out on this, is the conference rating. While Jackson State themselves mm-hmm. are a good team and are getting some attention in the different power rankings, the conference rating itself is still not there. You know, at best – Jackson State might sneak in as the last 14 seed. Realistically, I think there'll be a 15 this year instead of a 16. Man, great points by both of you all. Excellent dialogue, and I'd have to agree. Um, so we're going to leave it right there. First half of the show, we'll come back after this break in the third quarter, and we'll give you the top five for the men. Stick with us. We'll be right back to see who's in the top five, and it's a tight race between the teams at the top. So stick with us. Let me hear what your thoughts are in terms of the top five. This is Dr. Ville's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Professor Bishop, Professor Drew. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support myjbn.com backslash support for more information The top HBCU programs in the nation come to Montgomery, Alabama's Riverwalk Stadium this May 11th through 
14th for the Black College World Series. The best Black College baseball teams in the NCAA Division II and the NAIA will battle for Black Baseball's ultimate prize. Games will be streamed live at www.mybcsn.net. Tickets are available now online at www.blackcollegechampionships.com. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Itchy, squirmy, scratchy, family not getting clean? Get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get them. It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. (laughs) We all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? The analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're gonna tell you if your team, if they want a lot of laughing. So listen to Professor Yesler yes, and pay attention because he's gonna teach a lesson. This is Dr. Ville with Inside HBC Sports Lab. We're here for the third quarter. Let's get it done. We have Professor Bishop, Professor Drew. Time for the men's top five, week seven. Receiving votes, South Carolina State Bulldogs 13 and 12, 5 and 4 with 13 points outside of the top five. Florida AM Rattlers 10 and 14, 8 and 5, 21 points outside the top five, as well as Grambling State Tigers 10 and 15, 8 and 5, 28 points. That Texas road trip was not friendly to the Louisiana schools on the women's side, not as friendly on the men's side, but Southern did make a statement before they got out of town. And so they're pretty happy. We'll see what that means in terms of the top five. Howard Bison sit at 13 and 10, six and three. They won five straight, but they're outside of the top five. Dropping out this week, Grambling State Tigers that we just talked about. They took two uh, losses in Texas on the men's side. Tough ones, though. They were right in those games. Uh, coming down the stretch, 10 and 15, eight and five. FAMU Rattlers also had two tough losses. One of them, you probably knew that would have been a tough matchup, but surprised by Jackson State, surprised a lot of folks. Now you can say Jackson State is rolling a little bit quietly as kept. Family rally sitting 10 and 13, 8 and 4. Let's get in our top five. Alcorn State Braves, they enter back into the top five after the big win uh, as they got it done, 10 and 15, 9 and 4, 51 points. At number four, Texas Southern Tigers, 11 and 11, 11, 9 and 4. They were winning, what, seven straight? eight straight games before they lost Monday night uh, at home. Surprising a lot of folks, just the way they lost dominated except for maybe early in that matchup credits to Southern getting it done and making a statement. That's two they've got from Texas Southern. So they own the sweep 68 and 68 points. They dropped from three, the three spot because of their loss after having a big win on Saturday on NBA TV against Grammar. At number three, North Carolina Central Eagles. Coach Newton has just continued to get it done. 13-11, quiet. They got the big win over Norfolk State, and then they've been rolling a little bit. Had a hiccup in that game, ESPNU, where the game was stopped because the rim was cracked in that 
a game, not the broken glass, but a cracked rim. Took them some time to get it done. But they get it back up there, and they find a way to hold on against Coppin State uh, late in that game. 79 points were not ranked, so they jumped into the top five. At number two, Southern Jaguars. We talked a little bit about the big win they had over Texas Southern. Uh, they had a tough loss on Saturday to Prairie View. So Prairie View is finding a way to rally a little bit and looking much better than they were. Can they get it going after starting off slow? be interesting to see. Credit to them as they do get the win against Southern. But Southern is number two, 15 and 10, 10 and three, two first place votes, 82 points. But number one, Norfolk State Spartans, clearly number one in a lot of folks, 17 and five, eight and one, eight first place votes, 98 points, remain at number one and continue to get it done. Wouldn't be surprised if they continue to go this way, that they take away those votes from Southern. I think the matchups over the weekend with uh, uh, Texas Southern being a top five team uh, allowed them to get a couple of points as some people may look at the swag a little deeper, if not stronger than the MIAC, but MIAC has the top of the charts right now uh, with Norfolk State Spartans at 17 and five, eight and one as they are number one, continue to be number one and week number seven. Let me start with you, Professor Bishop. What do you think on the top five of the men's side? I was really curious to see who was going to be number one between Norfolk State and Southern. Um, and I haven't given to Norfolk State 17 and five, uh, but they have really cleaned up at, at the house. They, they're a no at home, six and five away. Uh, but, you know, it's just about taking care of uh, home court. Uh, I can't say enough about that. Uh, Southern last night, a huge win over Texas Southern, uh, Road Warrior win last night to uh, take control of, of the swag. But, you, you know, I, I, it's just so very interesting watching Southern. They don't have a top 10 score but they just do so many things right more than anything. You know, they, they turn you over a lot. I think Texas Southern had 19 turnovers, and I think Southern is ranked nationally in terms of uh, turnover margin, things of that nature. Uh, and then <laughs> Southern jacks up threes. I thought Mississippi Valley jacks up three. Southern is like, I think, has 30 more three-point attempts than the Mississippi Valley, like 190 uh, on the season thus far. So, uh, and when they're hitting, they're hitting from the three-point land, they're real tough to stop. They'll shoot like 37% from, from three-point land. Yeah, when they go, got it going, they get tough. You The volumes of those three, unless you're hitting some yourself, it can put you in a hole and change the whole directory you play the game. And then they play defense. They play they really do. strong defense. And you see that across the swag now, where the defense and just the athleticism, those tall wings, even taller guards, uh, it is just physical out there when you see these teams playing. So when they are able to get it going, it's fascinating. Great basketball to watch and what I see. It would be nice to see that Norfolk State Southern in terms of Miak's oh, matchup mid-season or something like that. It would just yeah. be there. Before we get into that, let me go to Professor Drew and let me know your thoughts on the top five. Obviously, you all do the computer rankings. Where was the difference there? Well, first of all, the computer rankings that we had once again came out on Sunday. And a couple of these teams that we had in our top five suffered losses on Monday. Monday. But I'll go back over the rankings from Sunday, uh, starting with uh, number one, Norfolk State, followed by Texas Southern, then Southern. Obviously, we know we know what happened in that game right there. Alcorn, number four, South Carolina State, number five. North Carolina Central 
and Howard uh, just outside of our top five. So, uh, you know, first of all, when you look at Norfolk, Norfolk State, they played a couple of, and I hate to use the word cupcakes, but they played a couple of Gibby games at the beginning of the season to get themselves on a roll and to build their confidence before they were going into the uh, into the BX season. They did a good job, especially when they got in against those uh, P5 schools and those other mid-major schools. Southern, Texas Southern, Alcorn, FAM, Jackson State, Prairie whoever, whoever it, 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 in their in their swag, it will not surprise me if any of those teams who get into the tournament in the swag win the tournament. I will not be surprised as a basketball serious parody. Yeah, serious, serious parody. Serious parody yeah. You know, it, it and, goes and, too deep. Yeah, and, and right now Prairie View is sitting in the number eight spot, but no, only one team is really out of the race and that and that's uh you know that that's, that's mississippi valley, valley, delta valley. Delta. Mississippi valley. Yeah. yeah that's valid the the other, yesterday so you, ain't yeah. you know and then what's interesting to your point professor uh is in these matchups even when you look at the you know the top four or five teams in the next segment four or five teams when you've seen these crossover games if you would have it it's also just the margin of victory these games have been close even when you see somebody at the top of the conference in the bottom, for example, the Prairie View win over Southern, probably the best win uh, in terms of a team in the lower ranking over a top team of yeah. this season. But you are not necessarily surprised that Prairie View could play that level of basketball. They've lost literally uh, four or five games, about two or three points at the end of the game. Many times that was because their inability to knock down free throws. So there are little things that you see in and out. So it's going to be fascinating as you talk about going in this tournament, you know, just how close these teams are, not necessarily in terms of record, but if you're really looking closely in terms of how the talent and how they play each other in those styles of play. Yeah, and, and, be, be and very and, wary of Prairie View. I said they had to go 2-0 this past weekend, Saturday, yeah. Monday. They accomplished it over Grambling <laughs> and, and Southern. Hey, uh, this is a scary team that just happened. Prairie and Texas Southern, the Texas two-step, they always hit that something going into February, going into March, over the past few seasons. So, uh, you know, we, we know that the, both coaches get this team, get, get their teams primed and ready going into the tournament. So those two teams, Texas Southern and Prairie View, are super dangerous going into February. Yeah, and uh, when you switch over to the B Act, that, that, so we can get rid of our swag biases on this show, because we like to cover both <laughs> conferences. Uh, you know, the the question is, can Norfolk hold all central? That's that's question number one. Yeah, if Norfolk, if Norfolk holds all central, just like the Jackson State women, can their is their resume good enough to get them off of that sixteen line and get them to possibly a fifteen? Those are the yeah. two questions that I have. Coming out of the BAC, especially if Norfolk wins the BAC. I like the fact that they were in the tournament last year. You know, that's not supposed to carry over, but if your program becomes that prominent consistently, sometimes that does get you off that opening round game and to some degree, even off that 16th seed as you talk about. So it'd be fascinating to see what that looks like. Um, The question I also have, Drew, to make sure we talk a little bit about this MEAC, MEAC SWAC. We talked about Norfolk Southern. What is another MEAC SWAC matchup or a couple of them you'd like to see? And I'll ask that, Charles, another one you would see also before we go to this break. 
Uh, it, what are the, some of the teams that you'd like to see at the top of the SWAC versus uh, the MEAC outside of what we talked about already in Norfolk State Southern? If you were to give me a doubleheader, uh, obviously you mentioned uh, Norfolk Southern, but if you, I, I think the good prelude to that game, game one of that should be central and possibly a good Jackson State team or Texas Ooh. Southern. Either one of those things. And I say a good Jackson State team because the Jackson State we saw in January, I do not want to see. The Jackson State that we've seen in February, I could I could deal I could deal with that Jackson State team. And then of course Texas Southern has been has been the you know, the, the the next best team in, in the in the swag and we know what they did last year. So I would say Central, probably Central Texas Southern would be my first matchup but if you if Texas Southern doesn't show up give me Jackson State oh, I like that remember that was the open around game a couple of years ago when you saw Central and Texas Southern play a game that took you all the way back to the NIA days when you had the District 29 uh, where they played up in a quarterfinal matchup uh, Central won it then Texas Southern got a little payback a couple of years ago so Charles what's another matchup that you would like to see besides the Southern Jaguars, as Professor Drew said, what would be the prelude to that game if it's the bottom matchup? Who do you have opening it up? The trilogy. I want to see Texas Southern and North Carolina Central. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Rocky Three. That's what I want to see. No, 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 that, that would be the precursor to uh, of, uh, Southern North, uh, Norfolk State. Very interesting that you mentioned Jackson State in there, AD Drew, because uh, they have one four in, in a row. Uh, they've and they've done it uh, in, a, in a different manner uh, with someone being the leading, somewhat different being the leading scorer in each of those games. Uh, Javis McKinnis uh, has been out. Jackson State's leading rebounder and scorer uh, the past couple of games. But, you know, they, 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 they got a little something going over there. I'm not sure what it is. And you have to look at it, who they beat. Uh, I think, you know, they started off with UAPB and Mississippi Valley. But it was impressive wins. They had lost early when they made the Florida trip. They got, they got a little bit of payback this past weekend over family and the Yeah. Well, I will say this, just since we're having a little fun, uh, what about a Howard Bison Grambling State game uh, would be interesting? Howard Prairie View. Uh, I was going to say Prairie View Morgan State would be entertaining in there. South Carolina State, maybe an Alcorn State. Uh, and then, you know, just for fun, we're going to do Jackson State, Tennessee State. Uh, we'll throw that in there. <laughs> Why not? Right. We'll do a FAMU North Carolina A&T to get let, these old rivals. Uh, uh, we'll, 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 we'll we've we've seen FAMU A&T. Yeah, we'll let Fred see if he can organize it to get it going. Toss on. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. All right. We'll be right back after this break, and we'll get into the closing segment as we'll uh, get into some uh, tidbits here and there about some uh, the mid-major games, as we like to call it, out of CIAA, SIA games, maybe some games to watch, uh, and then we'll put a pin on it. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab. Bring back with us as we get into the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, close out strong for you. The top HBCU programs in the nation come to Montgomery, Alabama's Riverwalk Stadium this May 11th through 14th for the Black College World Series. The best black college baseball teams in the NCAA Division II and the NAIA will battle for black baseball's ultimate prize. Games will be streamed live at www.mybcsn.net. 
Tickets are available now online at www.blackcollegechampionships.com. You see Head & Shoulders has a scalp shield technology protects against flakes even between washes. It's never not working. Kind of like us. Number 15? Never not working. I don't like this one. Me neither. Let's get out of here. Head & Shoulders scalp shield. Never not working. guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you guys, you guys do for us. Data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah, and who the ball, ball, ball. So listen to Professor Yesa and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Ville with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Professor Drew and Professor Bishop giving to you hard and heavy. Let's get in here. What's some tidbits? What's some things out there? Let's give some love. Uh, to what we call the mid-major programs, those NCAA Division II NIA programs, CIAA, SIEC. I know CIAA is my understanding. This is the last week of basketball as they get into their tournament. So before we dive into the tournament, any games we should keep our eyes on this week, Professor Drew, in terms of CIAA? Uh, looking at the CIAA schedule, and one thing about it, since they get it down to the end, we've got a lot of action that you can talk about on Thursday show, Doc, is all 12 teams will be playing tomorrow night in the CIAA. Uh, games of note that I want to uh, watch out for, Elizabeth City and Virginia Union on the men's mm. side. That's, yeah. uh, you know, those are two of the top programs on that side of the conference. I think that's going to be the best of the Wednesday night uh, matchups that we have in the uh, in the CIAA there, Doc. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Elizabeth City Excuse me, I just lost my page. Yeah, Elizabeth City and Virginia Union. That'll be a that should be a good game on Wednesday night. Switching over to the SIAC, Doc. Uh, they ha- they're playing a lot of the games Thursday. A lot of these games will be going on at the same time that uh, you are on the air on Thursday. Um, not not your big household names for as your top teams in the MIAC. Thursday night is more of a taking care of business. Yeah, I said MIAC in the SIAC. Thursday night is more of taking care of business in the uh, SIAC. 
Uh, Benedict takes on Albany State. You're, you're going to expect Benedict to win that game. Miles takes on Kentucky State. You're going to expect Miles to win that game. Morehouse takes on Allen. You're going to expect Allen. I mean, excuse me, Morehouse oh, to win that okay. game. I said, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's more of a taking care of business night in the SIAC. Uh, one game of note, and I know we was trying to stay on Wednesday and Thursday, but this Saturday is a homecoming basketball homecoming at Steelman as they take on William and Carey college, another top team in the uh, Southern States uh, conference. And that game will be broadcast right here on the black college sports network. And yours truly will be on the microphone on play by play of that particular game. So uh, just have to throw that out there. Make sure you tune in to the, uh, to the Black College Sports Network. That's uh, 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock Eastern Time, 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock Central uh, men's women's doubleheader at Stanford College. A.D., I just had a question. Well, what are the rest college women doing? If you give me a second, I'll pull it up. I know they <laughs> I know they won this weekend. Yeah, as you <laughs> they, pull it, they, it up, let me get They still only have one loss, uh, yeah. two losses. Yeah, as you pull in there, let me get some love to Xavier in the Red River Athletic Conference. They're uh, 17 and 5, 12 and 1 in the race, and that's in the East Division. They've won 11 straight. When you're talking about these teams rolling, um, Paul Quinn, even on the women's side, is solid as well. Uh, they've won three straight, 14 and 8, 6 and 5. But really, it's on the men's side when you talk about Paul Quinn, uh, as they've really rejuvenated their program. They won six. Straight, but they're 21 and one, 10 and wow. one. Not eligible for postseason, man. It's it's unfortunate they are not. Maybe they'll get in one of those uh independent uh small tournaments outside of the NIA tournament because what they've done this season, they should have some postseason play. So it's gonna be fascinating to watch on that. What do you have on Russ? Russ women, they are now. 22 and two there, uh, Dr. Cavill. And they they defeated Fisk on yesterday. Oh, here's a matchup. It's not until Saturday, but this is a matchup. They take on Philander Smith <laughs> on, on, on Saturday. That's at uh that's at two, two o'clock on the women's side. So That'll be another game that you uh, definitely want to keep your eyes out for. We'll kind of get into that game a little bit more on uh, Thursday there, Doc. I like that. I like it. Shout so out to the what, what kind of things out there? You got some love for Rust in there. Uh, Well-deserved, I might add. It wasn't like you just throwing them Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, hold up. Before you get into that, Doc. As of Sunday, these were the teams that had double-digit win streaks in HBCU basketball. Morehouse men had 12 uh, as of Sunday. Jackson State women had 12 as of Sunday. Uh, You just mentioned Xavier, and I believe all three of these teams won on Monday, and Miles was at 13 in a row. Miles men nice. at 13 in a row. So those mm-hmm. were the teams uh coming into this week that had had double digit win streaks. Woo-wee. Some teams out there. Keep your eye on that. Charles, what are some other things before we close it out that we should keep our eyes on? I know yeah, it's a we got- weekend coming up on basketball, but there's some 
Sports outside of that, what you have for us? No doubt. We got the 2022 SWAC Indoor Track and Field Championship. Uh, that will be taking place at the Birmingham Crossplex February 17th and 18th. And uh, you can follow the live results on the SWAC.org. Good deal. Let's check that out and see where they go from there. Thank you for listening to Inside HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Khalil, the Dean of HBCU Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBCU Sports with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Again, we hope, thank you for listening to Dr. Will's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Guesting in today was A.D. Drew. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we'll be right back this Thursday at 6 o'clock. We'll look forward to you uh, this Thursday as we discuss the latest news in the lab. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. That's D-R. K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Follow Charles Bishop. Follow A.D. Drew. Follow BCSN, my JBN, my BCSN. Download it. Make sure you check out Drew as he gives the homecoming festivities and call out the game. That should be exciting. Inside the HBC Sports Lab, one on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Keep eyes on Charles Bishop. They're dropping a bunch of content on pregame. They even got some nuggets when they went out to uh, I, you can't say the country. They were out at the ranch. Greenville, <laughs> you got to be from Texas to understand ranch life. Even my uh, grandfather, the Cavill's Ranch. We got a ranch. It's something about being on the ranch in Texas. Dream big and continue to move forth. We will talk with you soon. Drew? Of course. Charles? Letter? Dismiss? We're hollow. <laughs>